Hey, <laughs> listeners, it's me, Dan. Respect Listener Opinions Month is right around the corner in May. And again, this oh. year, we are respecting your opinions. Oh. Oh, you're welcome. You get to pick the movie for our May episode. But right now, we need you to get on your social medias, your Twitters and your Facebooks okay. Okay. and your yes. Instagrams Just for, for the, the listener. <laughs> Dan is miming, typing on a keyboard for every item of this list that he's saying right yes. now. Because that's absolutely how people access social media is still on a keyboard all the time. But yep. With one hand. With one hand. Yep. Uh, and with the hashtag totes respect and start uh, suggesting movies and then uh, look around April 1st for uh, a poll that'll go up on respect.totesrecall.com. Okay, but if it's April 1st, how do I know this isn't just an elaborate Okay, yeah. April 2nd. So it's clear <laughs> we're not joking. April, midnight, 12.01 a.m. on April it 2nd. not a joke that we respect you. Or whenever Beth feels like it or whoever actually puts it up. Well, I don't do anything. Okay, I don't <laughs> know. Usually if it involves the website, I just assume we yeah, make I'll you do, do something. Like, I'll probably do a redirect. Oh, nice. Or maybe it's already set yeah, up. It'll you be know what? Google you don't form? need to know, listeners. <laughs> Anyway. We respect you. You don't have to do any of the work. Yeah, that's right. There will be a poll April 2nd, so you are not confused that this is a joke, Yes. at respect.totesrecall.com, and then you can vote on the suggestions there, and then our May episode will be that movie. So get to suggesting now, and get to voting later. <laughs> Dot com. Dot com. Respect.totesrecall.com. Hashtag totesrespect. Totes Recall. Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie. We try to remember this movie that we haven't seen in a long time. Okay. Can't remember. Yep. And then that's the first half of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then we watch the movie off mic while eating two pizzas and two salads. Mm -hmm. Thank you, patrons. And then we come back, and the second half of the podcast is us trying to see what we did right and wrong, what we've learned. You're using your arms a lot. <laughs> How you okay? a lot I'm really channeling my father right now with some, a lot of hand gestures. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's the show. Welcome to it. My name is Dan. Uh, this is Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our uh, movie this episode is The Fifth Element. The oh, fifth one. not the fourth. No. Nope. In fact, The Fifth Element is Boron. Oh. What? Oh, on the table? <laughs> yeah. I know because we used to make a lot of jokes about how this movie was actually called Boron. Who did? Me and my dumb high school friends. <laughs> okay. I thought they were your robot no, the friends. Friends. Was. You guys so sounded real really cool. cool. <laughs> yep, we wow. were. We they were. understand the periodic table? Yeah, we looked at it once and went, there it is, fifth element. Nice. Wow, <laughs> so it was like a high school movie for you? Yeah. 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 I mean, all I can picture when I think of this movie is that orange strappy outfit. Oh, yeah. That is like... From, uh, is the outfit orange? Yes. Yeah, I thought yeah. just her hair was orange. I think the outfit is white. Oh, oh, bats! Is I it? think it's orange. No, maybe it's orange. What? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared. Take a stand. I'm betting <laughs> okay, her outfit white. is white, but her hair is orange. Yeah, that's my bet. Okay. I'm also betting that. Also, that her outfit is insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is, and it's like, like barely close. It's very strappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lila, Lula, whatever Mila. her name is. Lula. 
Mila. Wait, you mean her actual name? Or oh, the character's right. Name? The character's name. Okay. What were you saying? Character's, character's name? name. Me too. Lilo? I'm trying to remember line where she uses her multipass. Oh, right. She's you love that line. Multipass. Yeah, multipass. Lilu Dallas. Lilu. Her name's Lilu. Corbin Dallas. Right. Corbin Dallas is Bruce Willis. There you go. Jaquette's bet Corbin Dallas. Great. Wow. How, and have you seen this since high school? Probably not. Wow. But I watched it impression. a number of times. I probably saw oh, it okay. in college. It seems like one of those movies that like my dumb dude friends and I'd be like, yeah, let's just put that on, whatever. Yeah. This yeah. would be post-college for me. I think it's 1997. That sounds right. I'm going to say... 99. <laughs> Neither of those years would put high school for me, but I feel like it's earlier in my high school. I feel great about 97. Yeah, uh, I'll go 98. I'll whoa. go... Whoa, take whoa. The... Wow, wow, wow. Coward's way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you uh, and just ruin to everything? round it out, I'll do ninety-five. Is okay. it because you know Wait, it's ninety-five? You literally just said before we started recording that you knew what year it came I out. I do because I had to find it to make sure that I could so stream it. On. So why wouldn't you just say what year? It came? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to give it away. So but I think you, it's so did you fun, guess the correct year? And now you're going to be like, oh, I guess I got it right. <laughs> oh, or did no, you intentionally guess wrong? I guessed wrong. Interesting. I don't know. You're being shady. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes are being so shifty. I guess we'll find out. I'm so sorry. I'm so nervous. Okay, no, fine. this is good. Scratch no, my no, bet. No, it's this fine. is a great it's teaser a for the second half. Like, hey, stick around to find out if Molly <laughs> is a liar or yeah. sort of a liar. Yeah. <laughs> for her terrible. own uh, kudos. Yeah. Setting herself up for kudos. Yeah. Kudos? It doesn't matter. Kudos is cuter. That yeah, was exactly. a granola bar I ate a lot in high school. Oh, yeah. oh, I, yeah. high was, school. I was so mad at the name of that product. I remember just Kudos? being Why? enraged. Why? Because I'd never heard Kudos before, mm-hmm. and they presented it like it was the cutest thing in the world. And I don't know, it offended my sensibility somehow. Wow. I was just I so mad that I you would understand. call something Kudos. Because there was like a food product with a name that was weird? Yeah. <laughs> That can't be the first time that happened I to you. I was a very literal kid. Like, I drank Five Alive uh-huh. when I was five years old uh-huh. until I turned six. And I distinctly remember standing in the aisle and thinking, like the frozen food aisle. Wow. And thinking, oh, I don't have to drink this stuff anymore because I'm not five anymore. Do you what have like a wow. hundred yeah. grand candy bar that's like just in your cabinet? It's like someday. Uh, that's someday, in my baby. security deposit box. So, what, okay. Did you think that if you drank... What did you think would happen if you drank Five Alive after you were past five? Oh, I didn't think anything bad would happen no to me. Harm. I just had never liked it, no but I drank necessary. it out see, of loyalty. It felt appropriate. Yes. And right. Loyalty. Yeah. So did I am you five. Not feel, I will drink Five Alive. Did you not feel you deserved kudos? <gasps> oh, that's very sweet. I thought Probably she didn't know not. what the word was. But I didn't know what the word was. Oh. And then I found out and I was like, oh. So you were frustrated with your lack of understanding. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. I've been there. So, anyway, those are great granola bars. I guess they were dipped in chocolate, though, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a chocolate bar. Or, like, there's a little little drizzled. Yeah, it was like a chocolate Chocolate bottom and then, like, a crunchy something, like an oat thing. And then it had stuff in it. You could get Snickers or M&M's oh, yeah. or chocolate chips. Oh. There's a cinnamon there raisin a... one that was not oh, as good as disgusting. any of the other no. flavors. Wow. And then it, it's no longer a product, though, right? I, I don't think so. I have not seen so. it in a long time. Wow. Hmm. Went the way of Tab. It seemed like it was like a healthy bar. Yeah. But like, it was not. It was a candy bar. It's definitely not. It's yeah. definitely still a candy bar. 
Yeah. It's just that it wasn't fully encased in chocolate, so it's better. That's what made it healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Great. Wow. Anyway, I, I probably ate a kudos while watching Fifth Element. Okay. Chances Great. are high. Great way to tie it back. Thank yeah, you. With some, uh, some uh, Martinelli's. Sparkling apple juice. Ooh. Oh, that was another big high school fancy. fancy. What's with the, the swirling gesture? Why are you swirling your hand? Because it's fancy. You got to swirl fancy drinks. <laughs> Is that the one that came the shape like an apple? Yeah. Sometimes. Oh. Oh, oh. I think the juice came shaped like an apple. Ah, okay. The... I went to debate camp in Berkeley, California. <laughs> Everyone was, was a hardcore so cool. nerd. <laughs> I was so cool. <laughs> and uh, my roommate uh, was would only in Berkeley's like I remember going to Berkeley's uh like food services area like their cafeteria for mm-hmm. students and it was incredible like it's all organic food and it's every food choice you can imagine it was amazing I've still never seen a place like this mm-hmm. and uh but she refused to eat anything except for Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream nice. and only Martinelli three dollar and fifty cent apple-shaped that's apple juices. That's terrible. That's a terrible life choice. I, I know. And I was like, I wanted to be as cool as she was, but I was like, I can't hang. Yeah. Like, I want to eat. I mean, that's not cool. Hey, yeah. it's cool to have good nutrition. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> teens, <laughs> teens, teens, hey. Like, eat a balanced diet. At, like, eat some almonds or something, yeah. at least, with your juice and ice cream. Yeah. Also, juice is just sugar water. Yeah. Knock it off. That's a soda. Wow. But these Martinelli's sparkling apple juice were great. <laughs> they came in a they came in like a small but still like bottle shaped bottle. You uh-huh, know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was only like eight ounces. It was great. Great for we the got teen on the go. Whole whole palette from Costco. Oh boy! Or at that time, Price Club. <laughs> oh wow! Pre merger. That's incredible. So we have we talked. know that there's one character, two we, characters we've identified right? so far in this movie. Yep. Bruce Willis, Corbin Dallas, yep. multipass. I, okay, so I am not like entirely sure I've seen the entire movie okay, before. Okay, here we go. Um, Beth. But here's what I can remember of it. Please. They're I'm in so space. Excited. I think they're in space or like on a ship or a planet or something. Okay, great. She's Who? the fifth element. Okay. Lula? Lilu? Lulu? Whatever. We'll get there. They need her for something. Uh-huh. Chris Tucker is there. Uh-huh. Yes. What? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> wow. Is Nope. Does he have silver hair? He definitely has fun hair. Or, he yeah, he has fun, fun hair. Oh, it's for crazy sure. hair. He has fun hair. It might be silver, silver colored. It's fun though. Okay, <laughs> maybe he's not in this movie at all, and I'm just thinking because he has silver hair. But is Cisco in the movie? Oh, no, he's no. not. He just had silver hair. Yeah, and probably around the same time. Yeah, probably. Um, Bruce Willis has to protect her for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like a reluctant hero. Yeah, like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Who's just a schlub, right? Who just kind of yeah. gets thrown into this situation. Is he like a cop? Or was he like a storage transport guy? I like thought he was just like guy? some schlub. Yeah, like a like a blue collar dude. Schlub? But maybe he was like an <laughs> ex cop and that's why he can run fast or whatever. Shoot a. Is this like Die Hard gun? 7? Huh. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But a Die Hard 5. Yeah. Element. Fifth element. Oh, God. Die Hard 5. What element. else do you think happens? <laughs> um. I think uh, at one point, like, there's an aria. Like, there's an alien that sings an aria. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, it sounds like you've seen this movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I, other than that, I don't really remember anything about it. Okay. That's, I, I, that's all I got. I think it's a mystery what the fifth element is, and then he's surprised to find out it's a creature, a being. 
And is she like but supernatural? Also, isn't it something else? Is she pregnant? No. With something? No. I nope. don't think so. Okay. Oh. I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. I feel like he doesn't expect it to be a human or a creature of some kind. And is she a human? Is she a regular human? Unclear. Alien person? Uh, she's uh, also weird, right? Like she doesn't know how to function with other people? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. Dan's bet. We're all going to be horrified by her character. <laughs> like, because she's like kind of an object. She's like a sexy child who can, <laughs> like, oh, no. yikes, who like can barely function without the help of men. Oh god! Uh, oh, god. Are there yeah. any other women in the movie? Do you uh, think? I think Bruce Willis has a well, uh, annoying mother. Oh man! Great. This the movie opera lady. Alien opera lady. This female presenting. She's in like one scene. Do you uh, think I think there's some. Is is Chris Tucker the bad guy? No, no. He's just Chris Tucker in space. He's like an entertainment personality. Yeah, he's got like a show, but he also gets thrown into this. Yeah, and he's got a cool cane. I thought it was a microphone. Maybe it's both. I think it's both. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he's got like an entourage. Oh yeah, there's the women Chris Tucker has sex with. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna hate this movie. Yeah, I think you are. I I remember hearing. And I don't know, and I remember believing, and mm-hmm. I still don't know if it was presented as a joke or not, but I remember hearing this was written by a 13-year-old. What? And being like, whoa. And being like, okay, I believe it. And then wanting to know more, but not finding out anything yeah. more. Okay. Uh, I fe- That sounds like a joke to me. Like someone was like, that movie was written like a 13. It definitely sounds like a joke, but when it was told to me, I received it as if it were true. <laughs> nice. And- and the movie validated it. Yes. And I was like, and then I saw the movie. I was like, okay. I buy it. Yeah. Like at least at some point, like a 13 year old told it to, like told the story arc to his dad or mom or yeah. something. And, and they then, were the screenwriter. Yeah. But on some level I was like, yeah, okay. Whoa. I mean, this is very much like, I can't remember the dude's name who directs this movie, but he is a French dude. And oh. he is very much just like the kind of dude who's just sort of like, yeah, I'm just going to, throw whatever I want up on the screen because I think it's interesting, but not necessarily like in a way that makes sense. Oh, like yeah. no story. That's my bet. I'm guessing watching this now, I will think it looks really cool and there's some interesting spacey sci-fi ideas, but I will be infuriated by the story. <laughs> of yeah. Gary Oldman is in it. Yes, he oh. is. And he's awesome. And he ha- yeah, he's is awesome. He and he has yes. the best haircut in the world. Yeah. He's okay. got a cool haircut and like a plastic head shell. His, his whole fashion aesthetic is just great. So this just sounds like the capital at the Hunger Games. Kind of, yeah. 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 Meets Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In space, sometimes. In space. Okay. In space. And there's aliens that are taken advantage of, right? What? He's got a super gun. Yes. That can do anything. I don't know if it can do anything. Can it make an omelet? Ooh, great question. Ooh. He's like an arms dealer, though. He's like yeah. a space arms dealer. But he like okay. gets the gun and then tur- and like shoots all the people that tried to sell it to him. Oh, well, he's a we bad guy, a double crosser. Like a bad Is guy. Is he kind of like among- wacky? I'm sorry, cut you off. Go oh, ahead. it's okay. I was going to say he's like a bad guy among bad guys, right? Yes. Like not yeah. even, a, doesn't even follow the code. No honor yeah. among thieves. Yeah. Well. And him and a bunch of like dog alien mercenaries. Yes, those ones. Is he like serious or like wacky? Like he's like, Bleh. you know, he's, like that kind of bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more the blue kind of bad guy because okay. he is wackadoo and like he's. I mean, it's very much one of those situations where there was clearly like, "Hey, Gary Oldman, here's this part for you," and then he just like went for it. 
Like that's also like the Dracula movie where like that movie is insane and only Gary Oldman seems to understand that, you know? (laughs) Well, Anthony Hopkins too. Yeah. Those two seem to understand like this movie is bananas and they just lean into it. And I feel like it's the same in this movie where like Bruce Willis just is Bruce Willis. And it's very just like, oh, I'm very gritty and understated. Talk to himself a lot. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. But Gary Oldman, like he's just nuts. I don't know about this movie. I definitely remember seeing it. Okay. I knew I saw it with some guy. Ooh, probably nice. someone I was dating. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this guy, blah. And they were like, oh, I got to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember thinking her hair looked cool. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I had quite the um, critical view that I will be having in <laughs> 2019. I imagine we will all have that experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, we never got her, the actor's name, but it's Milo. It's Mila Jovovich. It seems rightish. Yeah, that's. I honestly, before I came over here today, was trying to figure out how to say her last name. <laughs> I have no idea. What'd you land on? It was similar to what you just landed. <laughs> Me, yeah, definitely Mila. Yep. J- Janovich. 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 <laughs> how many syllables Yikes. do we think? Four or three? I think it's four syllables. In the last name or total? In the last name. Jov. Vovovich. I say four. I say I say three. Wow. Bold. I like it. I also say three. I think it's Jovovich. Oh, Jovovich. Well, it's pretty. We'll find out. Great hair, apparently. Great hair. Mm -hmm. Resident Evil? Yeah. Yeah. She's got great hair in that, too. Yeah, she probably does. I don't remember. It's because it's like that kind of like, both of them are kind of that like anime slash like video game kind of hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like just kind of like a blunt bob. <laughs> I don't know. Right? It's short. I thought it was longer. Which no. one? This one. I think this one she has kind of like a bob. Yeah, because like she has like a, bob. Like, like a spiky kind of a like pointy orange bob. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like it almost looks like a wig. Like it's made to look that way. Like super. Yeah. 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 Because she is like some. It's not clear if she's actually a human being because she is like comes from space because like some <laughs> robot church like sends her to earth to save it or something robot church yeah. amazing i can't wait did you write down robot church what no. is that really <laughs> there's like yeah because like there's a couple of like because they the whole reason bruce willis gets involved in this is because like some sort of like space monk is like hey you need to help us save the world with the fifth element and because they, they're like the disciples of the robot church oh because there's like spiritual. these weird robots that are like it's somehow their boss or something. Wait, is the so robot god in that church? I or think it's just people? like the Pope. It's okay. like the robot the, pope, the robot pope or something. So this is like the Greek thing where they had the never mind. I'll set it aside. I'll see if I can make this analogy later. Oh, okay. There's another sure. teaser for the second half. Shadow, can you write analogy. that down so Molly doesn't forget? Yeah, Greek analogy. Greek analogy. <laughs> uh yeah, why is the world ending? Uh there's some sort of space evil that's like impending. It's like, like it's, a sentient being sort of Yes. Because I'm pretty sure Gary Oldman has a conversation with it. Oh. And only the sexy child. Yeah. Lady. I don't the like that space name chi- for her. Look, Can we give her a different name? Hey, man, name? there are articles on the internet that completely agree with my characterization about how this is a perfect example of the problematic nature of women in sci-fi. Wow. Jovovich has to save it by... Does she die at the end? I don't know. No. 
but they I think go you to think like she some dies. old Egyptian looking cave, right? Yeah, robot Church cave. What is that is Robot Church? It's like Robot Church Temple. I, uh, <laughs> I feel so lost. So it's like, <laughs> here we are in Stargate world again. Yeah, basically. And they put her on an altar, and then a big beam of light happens, and it's fine. Does she die though? Is she turned into the light? I don't remember. Think think Does he fall dies. in love with her? Yeah, Kinda, I think the yeah. fifth God element is actually love. Oh, but she's like the manifestation of it or something. Barf. Wait, did he have to love her? I don't know. I feel like there's some sort of like half. <laughs> I feel like there's some sort of like half successful metaphor where so, it's like she is the she is the conduit for the fifth element thing, but also like maybe really deep down when we think about it, the fifth element. Is love. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, she needs to fix him because mm-hmm. it is like he's such a uh, stunted man. Yeah. Ooh, Dan's bad. With her either child. divorced or dead wife for Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. That's a good guess. I'm going to guess he has a past that he is still grieving over. Yeah. And that the sexy child, space child lady. <laughs> Does she like <laughs> Okay, fine. Sexy infantilized adult there woman. There you go. Yeah. Sexy infantilized <laughs> yeah. adult. And she like crawls through. There's, she's in a white box at some point. Sure. I buy uh, that. Well, she's like, they have to like space make her alive again. They have to like space reincarnate her? Yeah. Because like the robot church or whatever like sends her down to the planet, but then they have to like use technology to like make her a full like human again yeah oh they like pinocchio or kind of there's a very i mean again like in the terms of like the cool parts of it that are fun even if the story is insane i remember there's a very cool part where they like show the like reconstruction process where you like see like i mean it's basically like the future of medicine where some like crazy robots are like constructing human bones out of little slices of bone oh it's like a 3d printer it's stitch? neat that's all, right. all. Huh. all right so maybe that's what she's crawling out of she's crawling out of the like animate reanimate her tube or oh. something but i also feel like i remember her like falling comically out of like a garbage chute or something oh maybe maybe that's how she runs into bruce willis i also maybe he's a garbage man oh that'd be oh, great oh that makes i also sense. remember being <clears throat> the living situation captured my imagination oh yeah in this where he lives in like a box that faces out into I don't know, space and like vendors will fly space their city. like ramen shops up to his window oh, yeah. and like serve him there, but he just lives in a little space box. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of Blade Runner, but not as dark. Yeah. But it has that same vibe of like it's future and I guess East Asia rules everything now. Right. But also we're all cramped and it's dirty. Yeah. So is this a, <laughs> this is an action movie? action yeah. sci-fi it's like yeah. an action yeah. sci-fi movie there's definitely like running around is with guns is there some comedic element to it or do we think it's Chris Tucker Chris Tucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think Chris Tucker is purportedly at least the comedic element to this movie and then the interplay between his flamboyant character yes. and Bruce Willis' stoic character yes ah. and I believe the space monks also have there's two of them and I think they have a little comedy dynamic too fascinating mm-hmm. is there like a famous line from this movie I feel like Chris Tucker says something that people quote but maybe I'm making that up. I always think of it. Multipass. Yeah, you just think of a multipass. What? <laughs> what is multipass? That's the way she says it. What like is she it? She gets a multipass. Okay. I think it's like your ID chip or something. I don't okay. know. Just the way she says multipass. Uh-huh. Just tickled you. Burned into my brain. Uh-huh. Aww. 
I don't know if Chris Tucker says anything famous in this movie. I mean, he definitely like Chris Tucker is all around the set. <laughs> yeah. Like literally his character has an amplification device for like half the movie. So like his whole character is like, I am loud and I talk a lot. Amazing. Cause he's like oh. a, yeah, he's like almost like a space radio personality or something. Right. Yeah. 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 So he's like Stanley Tucci in Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's like a space Logan Paul. Yeah. Oh. Kind of. What? Logan He's a Paul? YouTuber. Are you not familiar with the, no. the biggest YouTuber? <sighs> no. Nope. Don't research it. Yeah, don't. Okay. Hey, no problem. teens? Hey, teens, that's not a role model. <laughs> no. Stanley Tucci's a role model, right? Is he? I Ooh, don't know. I don't know. You know what? Look up to women. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Great point. Go read a Margaret Atwood novel. Yeah. Just think about how badass she is. She's really badass. <laughs> Great. Or like, you know, a, like a woman, a public servant, civil servant. Sure. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. yeah. Becoming by Michelle Obama is oh, available man. on all platforms. It is. It is. My wife's reading it. She seems to be enjoying it. I yeah. bought tickets to go see her live. Ooh, Ooh. braggy. Wow. You know, yeah, because I was just like, I just want to be in a room full of people who love Michelle Obama as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. That seems like the venue for it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and that's very specific. You should regard. ask her how she feels about the movie Fifth Element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look out for our new t-shirt coming, hashtag look up to women. <laughs> sure. Merch.toadtrickle.com. I would love for that to be a t-shirt associated with our movie broadcast. <laughs> Why not? It's a picture. good message. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what to make of how to feel about this movie <laughs> at all. Like, Clearly. I feel more confused than I think I've ever felt going into uh-huh. a viewing. I mean, I believe when you told me we were watching this movie, I believe my response is, I'm excited to see how much you hate this movie. <laughs> we can check our text correspondence, but I'm pretty sure that was my response. All right. Well, okay. So how many, just predicting how you're going to feel about it in 2019 terms. Mm-hmm. How many infantilized space opera arias are you going to give this movie? Oh my god. <laughs> we will I guess we will we are unclear if the space opera person is also infantilized. So I guess we'll find out. But this is just a rating system. Yeah. To be clear. Yes. Yeah. How many infantilized opera are space opera? Space opera arias. arias. Oh man! Uh, It's not the singer. Oh, I got it. (laughs) The aria has been infantilized. Got it. (laughs) Great, great. I love it. It's like uh, I'm not familiar enough with musical theater or opera to know a good example of that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, like I said before, I think there's going to be a lot of cool art direction and design in this movie that I'm still going to be like, "Yep, that's cool." Uh, but I, I remember even when I saw it as a teenager thinking at certain points, like, Ooh, this story is pretty thin. <laughs> so I can't imagine now, but I will be more forgiving of that. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be a grump about it and say two space, infantilized space arias. Opera arias. Isn't an arias <laughs> opera by default? I believe Ooh, tweet so. at us about it's a that. Space I have no opera, idea. And it's an aria within the space opera. Oh, so oh. we're using opera in the movie term, like space yeah. opera. Space mm-hmm. opera. Got it. Yeah. Great. Two. Um, I think that I am not gonna like it. I think I'm gonna be grossed out by it. Um, but I'm not gonna be bored 
So oh. two. Oh. <laughs> Not being bored only gets you two points. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. Yeah. Two. What was it? <laughs> Infantilized space opera arias. opera arias. Are you listening, Hollywood? Not being bored only gets you two. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Yeah. Great. Kat, I also don't know how to feel this movie because I loved it as a, <laughs> as a teen. Yeah. Um, Swirling your Martinelli's. Swirling my Martinelli's, <laughs> chopping my kudos. <laughs> but f- for sure it's going to have problems that I'm going to enjoy it less. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a pretty wackadoo movie. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. I'm going to say three and a half. Nice. Wow. So I feel like I'm going to just, I'm going to give it a pass <laughs> <laughs> on all the bad parts because it's just so wild. Yeah. I don't have any sentimental or nostalgic attachment to this movie. So sometimes that can give a movie a boost. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the other hand, I typically enjoy watching movies with y'all more than I would if I were watching it on my own. Mm-hmm. So that gives it a little lift. Um, I'm just going to be hopeful. I'm going to give it a hopeful three. Nice. Mostly because I cannot wrap my mind around what we're about to watch. (laughs) And so I'm hoping that that uncertainty is replaced by some amount of movie watching joy. Sure. But I'm probably going to be pretty angry at the representation of women in Mm -hmm. this film. That's probably really going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Negative five. Wait, No, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's fine. We'll start with three. Plenty room to go. (laughs) (laughs) To negative five. Yeah. Can I add something to that? Yeah. Okay. I just, I, the representation of women, but I also feel like now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I'm wrong. It's going to also have like a a negative representation of like, just like anything aside from heterosexuality. (laughs) I don't know how to like, how to frame that. Yeah. I think there, there might be, I think Gary Oldman might be fancy in a way that is probably. Oh yeah. He might be a, as James the Domian has famously called them, eccentric gay villains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Chris Tucker is some also. sort of weird, he's weirdly effeminate, but also like, I don't know if he's pansexual or if he just has like a very affected way of behaving, but is clearly into women because there is, as I said, famous female characters of the movie, the woman that Chris Tucker has sex with. <laughs> oh, man. So, though, yeah. So, but no matter what, like those characters are seen as like bad for those reasons, you, you know. Like Bruce Willis, who's the like hero of yes, it, is yes. going to look down upon them for yeah. those reasons. Yeah, like yeah. we are definitely led to accept that Bruce Willis is a hero of this movie, and it is definitely presented as like all of these weirdos are making Bruce Willis's character uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. and making his job harder, where he's just tried to save the universe by falling in love. Yes, with the sexy, strappy. Lady. Who can barely speak. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. Negative ah! 20. We'll see. We'll see. And with that, we're going to press pause, go watch The Fifth Element, eat pizza, two salads, and we'll be right back. Um, 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 and we're back. We just watched two hours and five minutes of, um, the Mummy meets <laughs> Die Hard Ooh, meets mummy. Hunger Games. Wow. Okay. Pretty sure. Anything else while you're here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also Scooby-Doo. Yeah, there's definitely some Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh, and Robocop. Captain yeah. Planet. Yep. Stargate. 
Yeah. All of these things. All of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one movie that yeah. I'm honestly at this point not positive I've seen. Nice. I I really thought I went to go see it, but there was so much here that I was like, I don't know. You yeah. think you were too busy making out? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Listen to that sweet hip hop <laughs> opera music. Yeah. Getting in the mood. Uh, that music was crazy, but. Yeah, uh, maybe we should start with a one minute summary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who wants to do that? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Ready. Wait, did I do it last time? I'll do it. 60 it minutes. Or 60 seconds. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Go. Uh, we have two, two different prologues that introduce <laughs> us to there are old robot aliens that are protecting us, and then also evil dogs. I don't remember the second prologue. Anyway, eventually we meet Bruce Willis. He's a cab driver. And but before that, we make uh, you're running out of time. Oh we God. make Mila Jovovich in a container. She's super hot. Everybody's embarrassed by seconds. how turned on they are when they look at her. <laughs> she falls into uh, Bruce Willis's cab. There's some monks that are there. God, I'm bad at this. <laughs> and uh, they saved the earth from seconds. a big evil rock through <laughs> the use of love, and Gary Oldman dies. You done? I guess. All right. Yeah, great. That's pretty great. good. Great. I, I feel like maybe just as a clarifying point, not that that wasn't perfectly uh, clear, but uh, we start out in 1914, Egypt. Egypt. Yeah, yeah. I I felt like there was no yeah. time to. I know. To say I understand. The year. There's so much happening there, um, and then you have a secondary prologue of um, the return of the oh, good yeah. aliens. That was it. 300 years later, because yeah, like Space Force is like looking at a big evil ball in space and telling the president that there's a big evil ball in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And it turns out if you cannot combat hate with hate mm-hmm. because it will only grow. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Think about it. And chocolate sauce will come out of your brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot happened. Yes. Yeah. Like it a wasn't lot happened. slow. Yeah. Oh, but it's wasn't sort it of at the same time? Yeah. It was. It was like when somebody describes a dream to you and mm-hmm. you tune out in the yeah. first 30 seconds. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. very, uh, like it was very much a like, when do we get to the fireworks factory yeah. kind of thing where like they've established within the first scene, mm-hmm. like there's literally an old British man or whatever who's like, oh, this chap here is the fifth thing that will create a weapon of light and then the robots are like well i don't remember i thought he was italian really i thought he was british a european man he's french he's not german because he asked if the robot birds are german yeah that's a big laugh lol world war one i think (laughs) yeah anyway my point is they talk about it within the first scene it's like there's a crazy human being who is a weapon against a ball of evil and then it takes like two-thirds of the movie before they're even at a point where like they're even considering shooting that weapon of light at the ball of evil yeah <laughs> right it's a lot and chris tucker's character has to get established a and lot the radio of characters program. have to get established it's a lot of stuff because yeah, they really only they got to get four stones everybody's trying to get these four stones yeah either to give to the evil rock so that it can't be killed or to take to egypt to kill the evil rock 
Yeah. Well, if he well the, for money, if the evil ball gets the evil rock, the evil ball turns into evil Mila Jovovich once it gets to Earth. Oh, really? And, and becomes like everything. a death weapon. But can't it just it can't kill everybody in giant rock form? No, you idiots! It's just a big <laughs> rock. But it can like absorb all the power, and it's like flying. Why can't it just smash into the Earth? Yeah, yeah. it's just a. It's like an Earth-sized asteroid. It because would definitely kill everything on Earth. If it's becomes evil Mila Jovovich, then it kills everything. Including but if love. it smashes into Earth, it just kills Earth. <laughs> okay. You see what I'm saying? How is it going to stand uh, on the platform? It's just a big rock. Is it transformed <laughs> into a... Bilbo, priest Bilbo, specifically yeah. tells the president, after they try to shoot the ball, and the ball yeah. just absorbs the bombs, he says you have 48 hours for it to acclimate to our oh, environment. Right. So that's why it stops over Egypt. It's just like waiting it out. I guess. Pretty soon it's going to turn into evil Mila Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. That's my understanding. Again, this story is like paper thin. Pretty loose. Yeah. 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 Almost as paper thin as her outfit was. Right? Go ahead. Can we talk about this? What, her thermal bandages? Thank you. Yes. Science. It's science. No, it was not science, and they were not warm. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell that they were not warm. Because of her body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what Beth is referring to is when they recreate the perfect being, Mila Jovovich, from a severed hand. Yes. Then the, everybody's like so embarrassed and turned on. Yeah. That they need to put clothes on her, but they don't put clothes on her. Yeah. So they, they put thermal bandages. Thermal bandages. Which is just like it's strap like, clothes. Yeah. It's like four strips of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely over her. But body. I don't even understand how that. Like, what is the idea? Like, what are they trying to yes. say that it is? Like, right. what? Like warm clothes. Like a like it's like a um like a swaddle, but for like a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's like the parts that need warming. Maybe it's like a little bit of the neck. Just yep. a little of the neck. The nipple line. Yep. yep. Crotch. Yep. Uh huh. But not really the butt. A yeah. little bit like of the parts butt. of the butt. Yeah. The but not the whole warming. butt. And maybe like the. The diaphragm. Yeah. 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 So is the idea that like they're gonna put the bandages are there to keep her warm in the tube mm-hmm. and then she escapes from the tube? Yeah. Like yeah. eventually they, they were gonna put real clothes on her if she got out of the tube. I mean it's hard sure. to say. Well, even the, her real clothes were like, what is even happening? Yeah, here? it was like a crop top with like um like a silicone <laughs> like Borat. Yeah, it is like a Borat <laughs> And that was what was secured for her by a priest. Well, I mean, her dumb, <laughs> his dumb assistant. And the he, dumb assistant priest is like, and here's the thing for makeup. Yeah, I hated he that. He dumps a... Like a box. Um, he dumps a whole bunch of clothes and she picks that one. I mean, the movie makes her pick it. Right. But like in the reality <laughs> of the movie, she is selecting that outfit. Right. For whatever that's worth. <laughs> No, not not a lot. Not a lot. Maybe here. But it's not like the priest was like, wear this skippy uniform. You're perfect. Like I bought this for you for your birthday. The writer of the movie was doing right. (laughs) I mean, maybe let's consider this. Let's maybe we'd feel better if we just pretend that she looked at all the other clothes and they were even worse. (laughs) <laughs> that I mean, doesn't make me feel better about it. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, in future world, either somebody is in a military yeah. uniform yes. or they are in some kind of other uniform that has cutouts for their breasts yeah. in some form or fashion, at a minimum. Yeah, yeah. at minimum, breast windows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. women <laughs> women are not allowed to be covered up unless they're ugly women. Yeah. Oh, Iceborg. which 
ice bar. Oh, those people are still in that fridge. No, they, they came out. Were they? Oh, yeah. yeah. At least one I guy. never saw her again. Uh, I guess we only saw the main mustache guy. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yikes. What if he ate them to survive? Oh, <gasps> God. And then finally got let out of the Dark. fridge. Well, yeah, the clothing's a bummer. I mean, Bruce Willis also has a, like a crazy shirt, orange mesh crop top. Yeah, but his has like shirt. back windows. I mean, yeah, he is more covered for like sure. He, but maybe she was reacting to the orange. Yeah, she's like, I gotta be like my future love, Corbin <laughs> Dallas. Oh, jeez, and I gotta wear orange elastic. This is what I kind of hate about know. like insane uh, sci-fi. Aesthetics like this is like I totally accept that like 300 years from now people are just like yeah boob windows whatever but then like they also it's clearly made by dudes because mm-hmm. like if that's the case that means like yeah like Bruce Willis should have just been like walking around in like a black leather like Borat swimsuit or whatever like that's just mm-hmm. what dudes wear now it's free baby it's 300 years <laughs> in the future well and there were so many instances... like a nipple window or something you know what I mean uh, like something but so... really he just wore like a weird tank top that they cut the back out of yeah. Yeah, no, agreed. And there were just so many scenes of a bunch of men standing around looking at her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was just so many layers of gross. And you just yeah. think, really, 300 years in the future, we can't do anything? Like, <laughs> white men are still mostly responsible. The president was African American. That but was something. <laughs> that was something. But I also was like, I feel like that was something that they would do. To, they would cast an, uh, an African American actor to play or a woman, or mm-hmm. like not a white man to be president, to be like, look, it is the yeah, future. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. ooh, like, look at that progress. Yeah, it's like very much a... a How alien and foreign. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's conscious in that way. It wasn't like, hey, let's try to get a more diverse cast and like, you right. know, <laughs> it was, yeah. it, that's not what was going How on. How is the future different and crazy? A yeah. black president? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, can't even imagine it. It's great. It okay. is. It's always like with a question mark at the yeah. end. <laughs> or an entero bang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's a good word. But yeah, like I wish, I wish more, I wish it was, like, it's it's just funny because it is like, it just shows like the limited, as insane as you can make these movies where there's like weird elephant Muppets for pets and like crazy shape-shifting dog terrorist aliens, they still are like, no, a dude's just gonna wear like a cool tux and like a tight shirt. <laughs> yeah, but the ladies are gonna have, have like crazy kind of strap boob straps. <laughs> Whereas really, like, I would love it if they just went nuts and like the dudes, the board. yeah, like everyone looked nuts. That's yeah. how you make a crazy future world. It's true. Yeah, they played with that with Chris Tucker. That's what I mean. They, like, yeah. but he—that's like it's so silly that he is somehow still the outlier, right? Even though he's supposed to be like this, like incredible sex symbol in their pop culture like because everybody apparently wants to fuck him yeah but he's like the only one dressed like that radio the medium of choice (laughs) i guess space right like you can send radio radio waves waves through space space. i guess i don't know i mean i'm with you like at that point well i i hear i have an answer for that okay. okay so in like the 21st century Mm-hmm. Um, a new medium came in called podcasting. Okay. It became very popular. <laughs> very There's popular. a podcast um, called Totes Recall. <gasps> it became a worldwide phenomenon. Okay. Okay. People got <laughs> really into it. Yeah. And then around the future, uh-huh. <laughs> aliens 
somehow downloaded, got the Apple Podcast app, mm-hmm. okay. downloaded Totes Recall, yep. and then they were like, this is great because we can connect with just the voice, but anytime we see a human, it's like Disgusting. hard to connect yeah. with. Also, I love how personal the medium is uh-huh. and like I uh-huh. could just like sit around and listen to it while I'm doing laundry yes. or like whatever. Yeah, okay. and, Half pay attention to it yeah. while you do stuff that and so, makes you miserable. Like radio became like the medium of the universe. I see. Because yeah. wow. it's universal. Because universal... Pictures. Pictures. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. This got away. <laughs> no, I buy it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I buy so it. So we are responsible for Chris Tucker yeah. in space? I yeah. mean, yeah. Okay. Well, the medium. Oh. Yeah. I guess it's... Long, we're long dead, so we don't control like who gets the platform anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. This is like but, way uh, far. Yeah, oh, George, yeah, Molly. George this movie takes place... After you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, a little bit before. What? A little what? bit. Before. Oh, 1914. Oh, 1914. Yeah. So yeah. those people don't know about you. Yes. Uh-huh. But like Chris Tucker, so, Bruce Willis. Okay. Yeah. So that Chris means, Tucker has definitely read about definitely you. Definitely knows about you. Because he knows about the history of. Yeah. The medium. The medium. I do regret to inform you that that means Luke Perry does not know about you. Okay. Actually, Luke Perry most certainly does. I'm sorry. What? I am sorry. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. About the night that I met Luke Perry. <gasps> You're welcome. Into the next morning? No, no, not even remotely. Uh, But there was a convention happening in Atlanta. Okay. Oh, Dragon Con, which is like the biggest uh, convention. It's sort of like Comic-Con, but in Atlanta. For dragons? Well, no. It's the same (laughs) idea, but it's, it's a big deal, and it's been growing every year. But this is one of the earlier years, and Luke Perry was there to speak on a panel. For what? I don't think it was 90210. I don't, but maybe it's possible. It's a pretty, you know, it's all popular culture. Uh, so it tends to be a lot Wasn't of sci-fi stuff. Wasn't he in the Buffy stuff. movie? Maybe it was for the Buffy movie. Oh, yeah, movie. entirely possible. But I know this was in 2010 because it ha- the date happened to be uh, 09210. So it was oh, uh, the 2nd whoa, of whoa, whoa, September, whoa, whoa, 2010. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and... Um, Mike Geyer, who you may know as Puddles, the uh, pity party clown. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, sure. Uh, performed, and I think still performs when he's not. Are touring. we allowed to say his real name? Did yeah, we just, no, like, it's break not a, a secret. No, he's like a big Mike Geyer, uh, okay. he's, and he has a, a band. Um, and they've been performing on Thursday nights at Trader Vic's in Atlanta for many, many years, and they do an incredible set. If you are ever in Atlanta, do not miss it. It's in the downstairs at the Hilton. I hope this is still happening. I haven't been in Atlanta for many years. Uh, but anyway, uh, Luke Perry shows up and is sitting at the bar. Uh-huh. And I'm here to see the show. And uh, I, Mike Geyer is a very distant acquaintance of mine. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very awesome person, but very distant acquaintance. Um, but anyway, I ran into somebody who's a friend of his. And they were like, hey, we've got a photographer here. Do you want to get your picture with Mike and Luke Perry? <laughs> And I was like, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, and so I was very fortunately just sort of escorted over and got to say hello and nice mm-hmm. to meet you and got my photo. Do you still wow. have the picture? I do. Ooh. Oh, yes. And I will put it on our newsletter. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Totsrigo.com. Scroll down. Get on the newsletter. Figure it yeah. out. But Luke Perry, just so you know, he's like my generation of dreamy. Mm-hmm. I always really liked him. He's good looking. Yeah. I didn't like his hair, but otherwise. It was 1914. Yeah. Different times, different fashion. Uh, Did but you it, ask him about Fifth Element? Uh, you know what? I didn't think to do that. I really should have. Do you think that's have. why he was there? Oh, it's 
not possible. Like, hey guys, it's me, Luke Perry, from the first scene of the film. <laughs> I guess I could go back and look and see what the panels were in 2010. Mm-hmm. We could find out. Uh, but anyway, I'm sure he does not actually remember me, but I have what way fewer does? degrees of separation than you might imagine. Yeah, that is yeah. far less than I imagined. Yeah. Yep. What yep. if he does remember you? What if he's been pining for you all this time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's I... a big toad's head. Hey, Luke. Hey, tweet Luke. At us. Tweet at us. <laughs> get Janet Tatum to tweet at us. Oh, yeah. Hey, you guys are probably friends, yeah, right? right? Oh, geez. Uh, but in this movie that we're uh, talking about, he plays like a sort of a, a semi-bumbling assistant to yeah. the colonial European dude who discovers this thing in ancient Europe, Egypt. Ancient Egypt. Egypt. And 1914, mm-hmm. and um, it is through his action of shooting at one of the creatures that leads to all the stones having to be removed. Mm-hmm. So had it not been for Luke Perry's character, they would have had a much easier time on Earth, like a way easier time. I mean, Ugh. they would maybe. have to go get the stones well, and bring like, them back. Well, I think they were taking the stones because of his boss, and oh, then his boss had discovered the yeah, thing. Yeah, and then but then the robot pope with the key was trapped in the thing so he had to stick his weird robot hand out so the key could be passed oh, off to, pass to his it along but did they even use monk. the key they never showed them I using mean, the key i mean no i guess we were just led to assume that bilbo knew where to use the key they like the left that on the cutting room floor yeah because no. he was probably okay. just like we already saw the robot use the key that's yeah. true he had the key and he sent him to egypt and we have 10 minutes of this hip-hop disco opera to show <laughs> in the movie we yeah. can't cut that <laughs> I okay. think there's an argument to make that Luke Perry actually saves the day. What? Ooh, how so? Well, because it's only a mild bumble. Mm. Like, he shoots off the gun. He, a he mild cut, bumble. He shoots the robot pup. <laughs> Big deal, but, like, if they hadn't taken the stones away then, mm-hmm. like, between 1914 and 300 years later, you don't think that crypt's going to get blown up or, like, Something else. Oh, because of W A R war. When you yeah. type it into yeah. a magic computer yeah, that exactly. teaches you about humanity. Yeah, like lucky they were there to be like, oh no, humans are going to f this up. We got to get these stones out of here until okay. just around the time. Because what timing, right? Those robot birds aren't coming back all the time. No. He <laughs> illustrated the folly of man, so they could take oh, the stones. Oh, so away. he like proved robot Pope's point. Yeah. By immediately being like, versus you... like forty years later, they're still out in the stars, but yeah. now the tanks are rolling in or whatever. Right. Mm. Okay, that works. Anyway, that checks out. You're welcome, Luke Perry. You're the hero <laughs> of the film. Oh wow! I just realized I have a major problem with how she learns. <laughs> oh yeah. Like in general. Like she's going through the alphabet, but when you're learning about things, you learn words that have like she wouldn't even know the word words yet. <laughs> You know? She's perfect. Yeah. Okay, you're right. She's perfect. She has a thousand DNA strands or whatever. 200,000. Yeah. It just like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you would get to like tank and like they'd have to say like what tanks are used for and then it'd be like. Put water in a tank. You would. Oh, you can't get to water though. (laughs) You won't get to water yet either. Yeah. You don't. She doesn't even know what water is. Yeah. Has she not been like clicking on hyperlinks? Yeah. Like you gotta, there's some things you just have to understand in order to understand other things. And it means though that she learned the word for Corvette before she learned useful words, you know? Yeah. But she never did get to Z. I mean, it's very confusing how that works. Cause like, it seemed like a lot of it was just like a bunch of shit flashing in front of her, but then she like deliberately typed in the word war. 
So maybe she I was that just... that was for us because we're idiots. Yeah. But then what does that mean? Does that mean she usually doesn't have to type it in? But then this time she's like, let me double check. Like it scrolled by so fast. She was like, wait, 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 wait. Let me double check this saving. war thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> also, that's not how DNA works. Can we just think now that I'm remembering that conversation, can we just talk about this? Yeah. You don't have more DNA and then you're stronger? Yeah. Well, like, you have more like... Like the, you don't have more strands. There's a, it's a double helix. This, yeah, but hers was like a like a uh, I don't know what's a dozen like a dozen helix, yeah. which apparently Decker. makes you Mila Jovovich. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't that just make her some weird blob and not a human at all? I mean, I mean, human forms perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. And five nine perfect. Mm-hmm. They're very specific in this movie. Yeah, they are. It's real creepy. Everyone's a creep in this movie. Yeah. Oh, and there's so much creepiness. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. But also, isn't it funny when she always changes her clothes in front of people and they have to turn around because they get boners right away? (laughs) (laughs) I mean. The, we laugh, but that happens several so times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's better that they turn around and not just like nudge each other, like ha right? Yeah, but they turn around and kind of nudge each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But even if it's not a nudge, it's like, oh, uh, let's change the subject so we can it's like, oh, let's <laughs> get stop. rid of this situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like from the second she is 3D printed in that tube, like they're already creeps. Like the general is just like, oh, I'm going to have to take some pictures for the archive. Oh, yeah. so like, gross. come on, man. Yeah, professional. At and least we... the scientist guy is like seemingly more into the fact that she's like a super strong kung fu creature. I think he's like kind of Frankenstein. Like yeah. he's like, I've created life yeah. and it's perfect. Yeah. Ugh. But also, there's a whole section where Bruce Willis slash Corbin Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, has Corbin? This... Corbin? 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 <laughs> so much. So much. Just in case we didn't name. remember his name. <laughs> uh, so much of his conversation with Finger, yeah. his like boss. Or like yeah. his crime friend crime or something. Friends? It's unclear. Yeah, it's crime or friend. Uh, yeah, they, they have this whole exchange that's so gross about his cat. Because you like your cat yeah. better than a real one. It's basically oh, talking about yeah. pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it Molly. was like, but this, at least this one comes back, <laughs> right? It was a whole banter that was just so foul. Yeah. And like yeah. this guy, okay, he first of all, he gets to save the world, mostly through gunning people down and being shitty. And then he gets to fall in love with this perfect being. Yeah. And at the very end, gets to bang with this perfect being. Yeah. Yeah. Credits. In a tube. Freeze tube frame. Two bang. Credit. Two bang freeze frame. <laughs> Although I was grateful they at least just showed their faces. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a more classy yeah. presentation than I think other options available. Op- options that we maybe would have expected based yeah, on like the last... Yeah, like the big cover coming, the, the like body cloche yeah. uh, being uh, <laughs> removed. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Me too. So I was, I was somewhat relieved. But like most of it is like, what, how did this dude grow? Except it takes him 20 freaking minutes to say the word I love you when we all know that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Also, he kisses her yeah. early yeah. in the movie without any sort of consent. She's, passed no, out she's a passed out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. That's where we decided he had growth. Because remember, he went back and he was just like, oh, you shouldn't have kissed her. Yeah. Well, is because that growth? She said, Do we get, does he get credit for that? I mean. Oh, fine. He shouldn't, but yeah. I mean. Have you seen Sleeping Beauty? That's what you're supposed to do when perfect beans are sleeping. You kiss them and they get yeah. better. Hey, teens, 
Oh, yeah. cool. That's it the is. stories we've told you for generations are problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Reinforce the idea that women need saving. Don't kiss people just because they're asleep. Yep. Don't kiss people for any reason other than they also want to kiss you. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the kiss of life. What? Is that what they call CPR? Who calls it that? Who does yeah, that? Yeah, but they don't even um, say to do the breathing part of oh, CPR. Oh, just the chest anymore. compressions now? Just, yeah. Oh, hey, teens. Hey, teens. Brush up but on also, your CPR. Yeah, take a CPR class and don't listen to a podcast for health advice. Oh, yeah, we advice. certainly are not. Although podcast. there was that guy who yeah, did, did CPR. That. And yeah, he had never done it before, but he had seen an episode of The Office, which I also recently watched. And he remembered that you're supposed to do the heartbeat to the... Staying alive. To staying alive. Uh-huh. Well, specifically to the chorus yeah. of staying yeah. alive, not the intro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, but also you should take a red class. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. listen to us. We're idiots. But also we're the future of media. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, but listen the media to is us. just Chris Tucker like going around in a weird unitard. Yeah. Listen to the women of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Look up to women. you that it's a good idea to take a CPR class yeah. and learn from professionals. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. You're welcome. That's fair. That's real. Yeah. Um, where were we? Uh, I don't know. Everyone's a creep. Creeps. Oh, yeah. um, Super creeps. Oh, yeah. And it reinforced that old. I feel like we covered yeah. all the major explicit creeps. Because there's definitely like some people who are just like straight up creeps. But yeah. other people are just sort of like. Well, we can talk about the overall love, love story in quotes sure. of the movie, Oof. right? Which is Corbin Dallas. Was he divorced? Yeah. So he his, had a wife. His wife left, left, him. Oh, left him for his lawyer. Oh. He's like, two letters. Oh. 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 oh, I missed that part. But then he like says how he's looking for a woman that's perfect. And then the the perfect woman falls, literally falls yeah. into his lap. Yep. Yep. Or his lap, his cab. his cab. The lap of um, his cab. Yes. And then he falls the in love with her. The backseat is the lap of the cab. <laughs> we all know this. Even though they can't speak the same language. Yeah. She appears like a crazy person wrapped in bandages yes mm-hmm. but he falls in love because she's thermal bandages super hot so he knows she's smart enough to stay warm yep <laughs> um and then she falls in love with him because he is there does she it's does unclear she? yeah no i mean there's no indication that either of them are in love with each other there's but, an indication that he's physically attracted yeah. to her yeah. but she seems like other than that nothing she there's seems no to connection be... She seems to be at least sort of like amused by him. Yeah, but they seem to like they drag each other around yeah. to suit each other's ends of saving the universe. Right. Or... Well, and her whole thing is to protect life, not to love. Right. Yeah. That's how she understands her mission. Right. But can I just pause here and just yes. say, uh, Mila Jovovich, which by the way is three syllables, so my bad on that one. Lost that bet. Uh, is Pretty an good. incredible actress. Like she yeah. has to commit so hard. To a bunch of damn foolishness. Yes. Yeah. And she yep. really does a great job. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. She like ha- like speaks a language that is made up mm-hmm. and pretty convincing. Like, yeah. yeah. And cries and is passionate and acts crazy. Like she has to really like put herself out there in a way I don't know that a lot of roles require you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And certainly more than any other role in this. Although Gary Oldman certainly reached for the stars. Oh, he uh, sure yeah, did. He did. Um, but yeah, but why him. Why would they fall in love except they've been spending time together? Yeah, right? Yeah. But then it's like, so, so nothing happens, but then mm-hmm. there's a big emotional reveal moment where he has to say he loves her both to save the universe and himself. because he does and himself. Yeah. And it's just unearned. It's yeah. very unearned. Yeah. And they bang in a tube. For but also you could say the fifth element 
is love. <laughs> you could say that. You could say that. <laughs> but he also has to like convince her that humans are worth saving overall, yeah. which is a big ask. Yeah. Wait, so okay, so and that is means... he our best specimen of human? Right. So then, not even the no. priest was that good a specimen. The premise of human. is that the reason it's worth saving humanity is because he loves her. Well, there is such a thing as love. Although we don't see anybody actually love anybody in the whole movie. No. Like there's some professional respect between a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't actually see a loving interaction. No. no. Well, Gary we Oldman. Sexual in- Gary Oldman like pets that elephant Muppet pretty affectionately at one point. That's true. Yes, but, but like, then that thing love. does not love him. He's got it. It just kind of laughs at him when he's choking. I don't know if it laughs. It I feel like laughing. it's incapable of speech. <laughs> Just think it didn't get it. It was like, LOL. I think it was just confused. You're dying because you're choking on a cherry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where did that come from? His uh, his little, little computer that announced computer. that announced a cherry. Yeah. Yeah, computers are very thorough in announcing exactly what's happening. And the police, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, they dove. You know what I mean? Like, it was like a radio program. Yeah. They like, literally described the, the action. <laughs> medium for the future maybe they figured out the secret to having bruce willis not narrate his own actions is to have everyone else in the movie <laughs> narrate the actions i did look for his lips slightly moving like as he, when he was running and shooting <laughs> i was looking to see if he was running saying i'm running i'm shooting i'm running i'm shooting <laughs> oh well great yeah gary oldman is a wackadoo oh man like as predicted, he has a weird plastic head shield. Oh, what is even happening? But then, that's half of his haircut. And yeah. The other haircut is just fl- uh, like a floppy rain cloud. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the best way to describe it is what Beth described it during the movie, which is it is a space Hitler. Space Hitler. It's like kind of he a has fashy. a tiny goatee instead of a mustache. Yeah. But like the sharpness of the yeah, hair, just like flat black. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of Cut. like a space fashy with a weird plastic i don't know scalp protector scalp <laughs> or something yeah, yeah. yeah it looks I, like he also like recently had brain surgery right yeah. <laughs> make his brain bigger to oh, be more yeah. diabolical god i forgot his name was Zorg. Oh, Zorg. Uh, but i didn't notice i think on previous watchings that all of or not all but a lot of his underlings also have plastic yes. head coverings yes they do mm. and so Leather shorts. And leather shorts. <laughs> a surprisingly amount of good shorts in this movie. I mean, the first time that you see the shorts, they, <laughs> the the his like guys are in the room yeah. for a pretty long time. Yeah, and, and you like, just are dudes. just seeing like the upper half of them, right. and then they run out of the room and they have shorts on, yeah. and like we all. We're like, we're back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At we least were, for me, I was like, this is really boring. And then I was like, nope, shorts. I'm back in. Yeah. And that we then learned later that that is apparently just like the shorts is like the uniform of like just heavies in the universe. Because like the whole crew of that cruise ship were yeah. also wearing shorts. Yeah. They all have like little sailor outfit shorts. Yeah. Oh, like shorts. Security were like in little sailor outfits, but with weird Golf ball helmets yeah. and shorts. But then that's what I'm saying. If it's 300 years in the future and women are walking around with boob windows and thermal bandages, mm-hmm. just hike those shorts up, put a dong window in the front. <laughs> yeah. Dong Why not? Window. The dong robot window. popes had light up cod pieces. They did. <laughs> they did. Yeah. yeah. I thought Gary Oldman was great in this movie. I mean, he, like I said, 
before. Although like, his southern accent kind of oh dissipated. God, all over the place. I actually yeah. like didn't think he was that good. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, really? I feel like he was committed, but like I think that usually I feel I don't know. I feel like he's a very talented actor and I just did not think his dialect was very good. Yeah. Like it no. was like you were just saying, it was all over the place and it was like southern, but then also would be he would say some words. I'm like, that just sounds like English. There was just like one monologue in a southern accent. And I was like, oh, he's trying to be like the Ted Turner yeah. of the future. Or yeah. like an oil tycoon or yeah, something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Because he was like a giant capitalist, right? Mm-hmm. But then it would just go. Yeah. And it would like <laughs> yes, lilt would. occasionally, but it was never that monologue again. It was never to that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think, unless my ear tuned to it, I, which I don't think happened. I don't know, man. Yeah. There were definitely mm-hmm. parts where he basically just sounded like he had an English accent. Yeah, it was... Not his best work, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. Sure. That's and I fair. don't think any of us were saying that, but I think it was <laughs> maybe the most appropriate work for this yeah. movie. The costuming takes him pretty far as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Where he's got a lot of like, high-collared pinstripe. Oh, my God. Coat. Good coat. Or like that crazy, like, sort of hyper-color. Yeah. Like, Vest jacket. Yeah. Oh, his outfits were so good. Yeah. All the costumes were by Jean-Paul Gaultier. I believe is a famous fashion guy, French hook, hood couture. Uh huh. Should we check couture. if his 1997 couture. line was a bunch of women in just like weird straps? That would be Probably amazing. Mm-hmm. And dudes in just like reasonably cut shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt like in general, costumes and hair carried a lot of this movie. Ooh, I will say. Uh, while we're talking about Gary Oldman's ability as an actor, there was an amazing moment where he was on the phone with one of his underlings and he asked if they, if the guy had like successfully gotten on the space plane Mm. and he said no, or like Corbin already showed up. I couldn't get on. And he's just sitting on the phone and they cut back to the phone and just one eye starts twitching (laughs) while he talks about how disappointed he is. That was incredible. Like you can't, I mean, that takes, yeah. Skill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. I take it back. That was great. I mean, that was like actually, I mean, that's like the only time you really had to like act. Like the rest of the time, it's just like, okay, so I'm just in this big coat and I just kind of flop around. I have to say ridiculous stuff. Okay. Great. I mean, at one point, he shoots a flamethrower. Yes, he does. (laughs) Yeah. That super gun was, as how I remembered. Yeah. It has a net launcher. The fame, didn't he say it was like their famous net launcher or something? And it can shoot bullets. And, like, most of that stuff doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. No. Like, it has the ability, like, once you shoot one target, you yeah. push a button, and now all bullets go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was never, the replay. That never comes into play, right? Yeah, why didn't nope. that come into play? That seemed like... That seems I feel like, like the, the only... Thing... Th- I think all of that was a setup for the red button on the oh, bottom. Right. That's, like, the Which destruction mode. Oh, yeah. Sure. So you could double cross... The dog aliens. Yeah. Yeah. But I think... But also not, because they didn't actually get him the thing he wanted. Right. Yeah. But Dan, I think it was during the movie that you said that that was the moment oh, yeah. of describing all the elements of this gun that you're like, oh, it really was written by a 13-year-old. Yeah, right? Because yeah. that's the sort of shit I would do as 13. It's like, this gun could do this. Yeah, yeah. right. It's got fire and it's got ice. Oh, shit. And it shoots arrows that are poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, and it folds into a box. Yeah, all right. Make a movie around that. <laughs> that was the first scene. Yeah, yeah God. Yeah, it does. There are moments like that where you just feel like, you can see it like, yeah, like a teen wrote this. Cause then yeah. there's also just like, oh, the, it's like someone's like, hey, what about, isn't there like, what do they, what did the space plane do before it takes? I was like, oh, it's like a, 
there's like a cool Rasta guy and him and his friends smoke weed while they flamethrower a bunch of weird monsters off the wings. Yeah. And they put a big fucking nuclear bomb inside yeah. of the thing. They're so casual about yeah. it. They're so casual with <laughs> that nuclear weapon. Um, according to Wikipedia, this started as an idea of director Luc Besson, however mm-hmm. you pronounce it, as when he was 16. Oh. And he sort of like had it bouncing in his head until the movie finally came out when he was 38. Wow. So there are definitely elements in here that have been there since he was 16. So like 22 years of thought went into this yeah. movie? Yes. I was just going to wow. say like, quick question. For any of you, <laughs> is there anything that you were like at 16, you're like, this is a good idea, that now you'd be like, yeah, I should make that. I mean, I can't remember anything that was happening in 16. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was writing editorials. Of course you were. Yeah. I was a pretty big nerd, though. Yeah. I still don't think it's right to catch tuna in nets. There you go. Sorry, catch dolphin in tuna nets. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm still opposed to that. Yeah. So that stayed the same. But yeah, I think if I think about like a tattoo idea I had two years ago, I'm like, no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why I still don't have one. I would have a seahorse tattoo. Oh, what? If I got a when I was sixteen, I got what I wanted as a tattoo. Oh, nice. I don't yeah. even know why I wanted a seahorse tattoo. <laughs> Honestly, here's why: because I went to Valley Fair, which is like an amusement park in in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and they have those like, um, like uh, airbrush tattoos. Yeah. And I got a seahorse one, and I was like, yeah, this would look good as a tattoo. Sure. Wow. That's why. Great. Because of Valley Fair. Wow. Yep. If you're going tattoo shopping, that's the first place to start. Valley Fair. Yeah, yeah Valley Fair. For sure. But in addition to like all the <laughs> crazy costumes and stuff, I was also the like set and the ships also captured my imagination, especially these weird random dudes with periscopes. Oh, yeah. Like on one of the military ships, there was just two dudes in like yellow lights just like turning all the time yeah. through yeah. their periscopes. Wait, what were they doing? They just kind like, of looked like if there was a nautical-themed go-go dance bar. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. That's exactly right. That's absolutely. But it's like, it on a spaceship, what is a periscope doing? Yeah. Like, there can't be an actual tube that's going up outside the spaceship. <laughs> oh, I hope it is. That they're looking at. <laughs> oh, they're I only looking out, out of the top of the ship. Yeah. <laughs> so they can only see, they mostly just see, like, the wing of the ship. Yeah. yeah. And oh nothingness. Gosh. Or, like, with the space plane, right? If they all I'll just go if they're all just put to sleep right they're yeah. little like capsule beds like they just push a button and then they fall asleep yeah why do they need more than like two flight attendants how big is that ship you know what i mean because oh, yeah. if all they have to do is hit the sleep button and then they're done like that's their whole job i was thinking that's a great job that's true you just be d-o-n-e done yeah and then you can have sex with a radio personality oh man the edits in this movie there were two times where they did the edit to create double meaning Mm -hmm. i don't remember the first one but i remember noticing it the first time and i was like oh how interesting and it was like i don't know an explanation happening in one realm and war happening in another i don't know something like that but the second time it was most definitely chris tucker um and a flight attendant mm-hmm. um you know getting very intimate yes <laughs> like very uh <laughs> cut against all the preparation for the rocket taking off mm-hmm. that's yep. all oh and yep. uh and, and something else gary oldman a- blowing up a payphone yeah yeah oh right 
right. But it was like, too. it was weird because the edits didn't actually really work because it was like, I'm sorry, I won't let that happen again yeah. kind of thing. Like it wasn't good. I mean, I feel like way. the climax lined up. Yeah. But the, it, yeah. I mean, I, I maybe. Mean, I they did know. put a lot. You're right. There were three layers in there and that was maybe. But maybe that was the point. Like maybe he was trying to subvert expectations where everyone's like, oh, like the. Like the climax is when the ship takes off, but then he's like, "Oh, actually, it's when Gary Oldman blows up this payphone, and then the ship just calmly takes off." Oh, maybe. Mm. I would say I'd have to rewatch that sequence, but I, I don't want to rewatch any part of this movie again. So, <laughs> I think I'm okay. Yeah. So, Periscope guys were one of my MVPs. Okay. Yep. Let's just do that. While yeah. We're great. On uh, but another one was Robot Bartender. Oh my God. <sighs> Robot Bartender is the greatest part of this movie, <laughs> hands down. Which actually, I think, is a legit was a legit joke that made me laugh when they cut away. Uh, Bilbo is bemoaning how he screwed this up is, saving uh, the universe. Famous actor Ian Holm. Yeah. Oh. If you don't know what we're talking about, when we say that. Yeah, he's the head uh, monk of welcoming. He's the priest. The yeah. perfect lady. He's back the priest of Robot Church yeah. on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's like drowning his stars at the bar. And then he like asks the bartender a question like, oh, what do you think about that? And then it just cuts to like very robot bartender who could only say, you want some more? Yeah. And his arm <laughs> is a fucking nozzle thingy. Like one of those, uh, I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Sorry, bartenders. nozzle. Tweet at us, bartenders. I know you know what it's called because it's the same thing at every bar. And yeah. they also had just like a weird little like painted on bow tie. Yeah. And he just says, you want some more? And his head was like. You want some more? barely even a functional thing it was yeah. just a blank green screen yeah yeah, yeah. it was very oh, cute so good yeah i really liked him i don't think i had any mvps <laughs> wow yeah i'm not always good at mvps though there I was the, a guy i like the mayor of the town oh. that they went to he had yeah. like a cool like a cool pencil mustache oh, yeah that guy yeah. was nuts and they kept cutting to him too which yeah. is delightful he had no real lines of dialogue no. but yeah. they kept letting us know like don't worry this guy's still here but like yeah. he had a good time on set yeah, you know he he's oh, like yeah. i'm in this movie a lot and i am like gonna show my family mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a really there was a really boring white guy who got a, a lay when they landed on the Okay. Polynesian space world. Yeah. That I don't know. His expression of just like I'm in a movie. <laughs> like really got me. It's like that guy's like yes. <laughs> I'm right next to Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> he did his job and moved on. He was ready. He was so that ready for me. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Robot Bartender is my only real MVP. Yeah. But for a movie with so much banana stuff happening. What about the cat? Oh, oh nothing bad really happens cute. to the cat. That's no, the most no. key thing. Cat's adorable. It's got those eyes that are a little too close together. Yeah. yeah. Probably from 300 uh, years of uh, inbreeding. Yeah. yeah. There's no, a very cat. charming Thai restaurant owner who pulls up to your point about being charmed by the living quarters mm-hmm. and oh, the yeah. idea that like food pulls up to your space window and yeah. you get like space window service. Mm-hmm. But he was extremely... The presentation of this man was extremely problematic. Yes, it's like yeah. a lot of broken English and. But the guy, the Ooh. guy playing him, like, did a great job. Oh yeah, like, he was yeah. very super warm and interesting. Made mm. an impact right away. He made Had maybe the most lines. successful joke of the movie. Yep, his delivery oh, was like, amazing. Because he was like, "Oh, like, I'm not going to answer that letter. It's just bad news." And he like bet oh, his lunch. Yeah. That it was going to be good news, and he opened it and very enthusiastic. He's like, "You got fired!" And then like his face <laughs> fell. <laughs> it was great. Great job, yeah. that actor. Yeah, it was really Mr. good. Mr. Kim, I liked him a lot. Character's name. Yep. I guess a collective MVP would be those Zorg henchmen when we reveal their leather shorts. 
Because sure. like like <laughs> just, Beth said, like, just the leather shorts. Well, it's just because. Yeah. But like you said, Beth, like at first it's just like yeah, they're just like buff dudes that they're like your job is to just be this guy's thugs. You know what I mean? Which like I'm sure people like they get hired for movies all the time. Where yeah. It's like yeah, I just stand in the background, look tough. And I get a paycheck. But then Luke Pisana's like, oh, but also you're going to wear these <laughs> leather shorts and this like salad bowl that I cut the top <laughs> off of. <laughs> Is that cool with you guys? Still look really tough, though. Like, yeah. don't not look tough. You're tough. Yeah. But it's 300 years in the future. Tough guys wear shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about the uh, space opera yes. aria lady yes. who's like a blue tentacle alien yeah yeah very tall very, very tall, tall. Slash As pillow what slash like pillow from limited two yeah that's oh, what she like looked like because <laughs> yeah. she was like her skin was like a blue like um like pleather oh yeah there like, were like no blemishes at all yeah. or even like the sign of a body that functioned as a biological organism yeah yeah, yeah i just thought that she looked like she could also be found in a limited too mm-hmm. yeah which i, mean, I don't can... think exists anymore so oh, no. sorry teens preteens yeah. what is you... it for preteens yeah, that was like a yeah i used it to go younger. there when i was a preteen yeah and then you would go to the limited when you got a job oh. that's right <laughs> she's there for two reasons one to yeah. sing the opera that we put beats over yeah. so mila jovich can use her kung fu skills yeah which she which learned is from the internet that's mm-hmm. actually a, I, that was a great fight scene yeah it was very awesome. comedic weirdly comedic but yeah. also she kicked ass yeah. yeah but then also she's a vessel for the stones this is the second time the stones are not in the box that the stone should be in yeah and again gary Oldman doesn't check it has to carry it but mm-hmm. she has to carry them inside her body yeah and Thankfully, question mark. She gets shot in the stomach, so right. Bruce Willis can take them out. Yeah. Oh, but so like, if if that wasn't going to happen, what was the plan? Yeah. Was she going to well, birth them? That's what I don't. How was did she... they get into her body? Oh, I didn't even think of putting them there. <laughs> I was thinking that she would have to ingest them or like suppository them. Yeah, I don't know. And I was like, cool. either way, that sounds awful. I assume she. I mean. Maybe like she's maybe like a she's cool like, alien creature that has yeah. like oh maybe like she kangaroo? has like a kangaroo pocket oh, sphincter. Oh. with a sphincter mm-hmm. that shuts tight. So maybe they happen to shoot the sphincter. I got real uncomfortable with that whole scene. I have a whole belly button thing. Like yeah. I don't like being touched in the belly button. I don't like think about belly buttons. Yeah. And I understand she was an alien and did not have one. Right. But it was approximate location. I love. I just covered my eyes and screamed. Yeah, Please did. tell me when it was over, which y'all didn't. We never did. But what? Whatever. Oh Sorry. yeah, we forgot. <laughs> we got really into the movie because yeah. I was trying to figure out how they got him in there in the first right. place. I <laughs> love the idea of everything going great. There are no dog aliens. They, she does the concert. And she's like, "Okay, hey, everyone, come back to my room." <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> just hold on, hold on. <laughs> and there's four of them. There's four. There's four. <laughs> Large stone just tablets like... to fall out. Or the other direction is just as hilarious. <laughs> just like squats in the middle of the country yeah, right? shits oh. at four stones. Like just wow. give me a second. Gotta pass these stones. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Somebody yeah. put on some music. I, just, I don't know. What was the plan? After what was the, the plan? concert, too. That was the other thing. Yeah. Would have been really nice. Oh, and like the only time this movie ever came close to passing the Bechdel Wallace. Oh yeah, was when the <laughs> yeah. opera singer silently telepathically communicates yeah. to an unnamed, almost named yeah. but unnamed woman lieutenant 
who receives the instruction, <laughs> yes. goes and talks to Lilu. Yep. Lilu? Yep. 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 Talks to her, and all that would have to happen is for Lilu to say, got it. Okay. Cool. Okay. Anything. And it's well, that, silence. That lady would have had to be named, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's so take a moment to appreciate how many times this movie almost, but did not have a woman speak out loud. It was incredible. Yeah, not even to another woman. No, just, just like speak, speak at, at all. all. Yeah. It was like there were, it was like everybody in who was in charge had a male and female, like, guardian yeah. slash companion yeah. and the male got to say stuff mm-hmm. but the female never did never did and actually the one female character who had a lot of lines was uh his mother mm-hmm. what's his oh. name corbin dallas's mom yep it was like the stereotypical like i think it was supposed to be comedic <laughs> I mean, it was yeah yeah comedic kind of like you never call your mother i should have never given birth to you and so on um, but the voice of the woman is like a 30 year old is the youngest sounding <laughs> yeah. voice. It's like yeah. no part of that is believable mm-hmm. as someone who gave birth to a 30 something year old man. At least. Yeah. What How are they old gonna, is this are they dude? Hire an old woman. Or it's just a voice actor who can do the voice of an older lady. Like, like that, you know, I mean, that wouldn't sound hot then though. <laughs> Right? Yeah, you Is still want to be like supposed to be hot. Yeah, I mean, all women are all supposed women to be are. hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have boob windows. Oh, oh okay, geez. I see. I but anyway, she doesn't even get to talk to a woman. She gets to talk to the president, who's a man. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's a point where like General Beard or whatever comes to Corbin's apartment with this other lady, and like oh. the lady is even like holding important documents, which he just takes <gasps> from her, yeah, and then like refers to them. And he even gives her name. Yeah, it's so close. Iceborg, Major right? Iceborg. Major, Major Iceborg. Yeah, she's there to be comically unattractive. Yes. Yeah. Which, again, see, because is jo- not. See, Beth, the joke is that she's supposed to pretend to be Bruce Willis's <sighs> wife. Yeah. But Bruce Willis doesn't find her attractive. Yeah. yeah so, so he, he doesn't want to do he's it. He's not going to do it. Yeah. He doesn't want yeah. to do the mission to save the earth. The entire human race. Because have. he might have to stand next to a woman he doesn't find attractive. <laughs> oh, God. It's just like, it it hurts <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to see stuff like that. Yeah. I'm rough. like, oh. Like, so, I don't know. So the actress yeah. doesn't even get into SAG because she doesn't get a speaking role in yeah. this giant film. They can't oh. even give her one line. But they do get to like, you know, like make fun of her appearance. And also she's not ugly. At all. <laughs> she's got Princess Leia hair. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a little exaggerated. But no, That's she's cool. not ugly. Oh, like, very frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, it's yeah, it's super frustrating. It's okay. frustrating to have like, okay, there's this perfect woman and there's this woman who doesn't even deserve to stand next to Bruce Willis. That's right. Who has oh, not earned anything. Yeah. Like he's an he's, he's awful. A borderline criminal, smart ass. I mean, he was highly decorated and the only survivor of his special space force special like, or whatever. Abandon everyone oh, and then they die. Wow. Yeah. Uh before we get past this, I do okay. want to mention like my favorite failing to it, let a woman speak is like the entire movie. We were all on the edge of our seats because the president has this assistant who is this lady who always has an earpiece. Yeah, so like she's like clearly, yeah, something. she's probably at least like in clear communication with someone all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And there's literally a point when things are going crazy where she like puts her hand to her ear. And we're like, okay, here we go. And then she just walks away to take the call. <laughs> She 
does get a line Finally. all the way at the end of the yep. movie. I don't remember what she says. It's I think it's just like not important. It doesn't. Yeah, Sorry. it doesn't even matter. It's like, oh, sir, your meeting's in whatever minutes or something. Uh, yeah. But so uh, frustrating. So ridiculous. Yeah. But a lot of men got employed in this movie. That's so. true. Mm-hmm. Hey. I do like that the um, version of cool or like the complimentary good uh, expression was green mm-hmm. and super green. Mm-hmm. I really like that. That seemed like a good space thing. Yeah. Crystal green. Yeah. Crystal green. Because like green would not be a color you would see very often. Yeah. Oh, we should take a moment to appreciate just like random future aesthetic where everything is trans, like every document is transparent oh, yeah. for some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just seemed like the legibility would be so difficult. Right? Yeah. You'd always like you be always... Fit, like finding a surface. Yeah, to like put having it to on. hold it up to like a light or find Everybody's like, yeah, got like their a pocket white piece of white paper. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Carry around to put their clear plastic mail yeah. on top of yeah. your yeah. Amazon right. Kindle, which is literally just a white square. Yeah. Like, and also, like, technology had not advanced very much. Like, they all had landlines. Yes. Oh, yeah. They weren't texting. They were getting, like, post mail. The phones had, like, a red straw on top. Yeah. They looked like a sippy cup. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that but was about. because of our podcast, radio was incredibly <laughs> powerful. Yeah. yeah. And that cane was cool. I think there was a prediction that oh, Chris yeah. Tucker would have a cool cane. That was absolutely yeah, cool true. Cane. He did have a cool cane. He did knock a woman out with it. Yes. Because he was unaware of his how much space he was taking up. Mm, I didn't see that part. Yikes. Yeah. Maybe After he like <laughs> gets real close to her and like makes a lot of tongue oh, noises. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he turns around really fast and the cane hits her in the head and she like flies. Oh, so funny. I thought she passed out because Oh, that's of... a different one. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because he was so sexually appealing. Yes. Yeah. A woman faints from being too aroused by him. <laughs> <laughs> it's why can't Chris Tucker get together? Wait with... a minute. I'm sorry. What? I don't know. What were you gonna? But Mila? honestly, I why would believe Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker more than Lilu. Oh, I don't know. Because he doesn't really love those people. Oh, yeah, that's he's fair. just a lusty Here's radio my DJ. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> lustful radio. So a woman faints because she's so attra- sexually attracted yeah. to Chris Tucker. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, Luke Perry's boss faints because he sees the robot Pope. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is there a connection there? Is there a connection? Is he just like, this is the most this is the hottest, hottest thing I've ever robot seen? Robot I've ever this, seen. Like, an archaeology weird, like, penguin walking robot oh. Pope with a glowing codpiece. Those poor <laughs> inefficient aliens. I do love that, like, the reason he was trapped in that temple is because, like, they are just biologically designed to walk incredibly slowly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, like, it was like the door is closing, and he was like two feet away from yeah, the door. You still like, have time, and he's just like, nope, <laughs> I'm not gonna make it. I just love how even like the robot just acknowledged, like, this is how we walk. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, I can at least stretch my arm out far enough. I mean, but I, I guess it, on Earth's surface they would be at a oh, disadvantage. Maybe it's a gravity maybe thing. Maybe they're super lithe yeah, and move very. Yeah, yeah. F- fluidly in their regular orbit yeah maybe yeah nice good mm. way to bring it back to real science well you know mm-hmm. that's what we do <laughs> is it <laughs> yeah oh okay dan you wanted to talk about the ongoing theme of f the rich oh yeah okay so this i mean it's not a big part of this movie because most of it's about like just like yeah lustful radio djs and space evil and dog aliens but there's this great moment where gary oldman brings uh Bilbo priest to his office and basically just like goes off, basically explains trickle down economics to the priest to justify <laughs> oh, yeah. 
like basically to justify like selling out the entire human race to a ball of literal evil. Yeah, because yeah. he's a jobs creator. Yeah, because he's like, look, I made a mess, and now all these robots are coming out to clean, and all these people had to build a robot. Look at all I did with create like the disorder I've created. Yeah, and it's just. I don't know. I just love how, yeah, he's like this hyper capitalist who apparently owns the taxi company, maybe the phone company, because mm-hmm. he's like hacked them all where he can blow them up from his office. Oh, right. Yep. Uh, and he's an arms dealer and I guess arms manufacturer because yeah. he like made the guns. So basically yeah. They're famous net guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like Raytheon big, back when they were still like making microwaves. Yeah. And he only whatever. has to fire half a million, but he opts to do a full million. Yeah. Because... Just because he's, cause. he's an asshole. He, well, because he's a hype, you know, he's a great capitalist who understands right. that if he cuts costs by doubling the cut workforce, he'll. Ex- you can only improve profits. Exactly, the profit for the space board. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the only what I'm saying is the only capitalist in the movie is like literally aligned with a <laughs> manifested <laughs> sphere of evil hurtling towards her. Sure. And sure. it's even, and it seems like he's even doing it for money, which makes it seem like he didn't read the brief on like what this thing is. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, it's my, co- like, oh, the cost is triple. It's like, this thing is literally coming to destroy all life. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Yeah. He truth. seems misinformed about mm-hmm. how <laughs> things are going to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see a parallel to like the real world with that. I mean, sure. <laughs> People yeah. who are like, uh, oh, the earth is dying, but it's okay because we'll just keep making our money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks a lot, capitalists. Anyway, Sorry. F the rich. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Rise up. For sponsors. And what? I said we are looking oh, for yes. sponsors. Oh, yes. Yes, we are looking for sponsors. <laughs> Uh, so if you, uh, what companies did we mention? GE or GE, Raytheon sure. want to sponsor this movie podcast. Uh, Dan, you also wanted to talk about how oddly cartoonish this was at times. Oh, yeah. I, so there were so many points in this movie where it's just like, yeah, it'd be like, oh, there's an evil, destructive sphere of pure malevolence trying to just like kill everyone. And then it would just cut to like. I don't know, just like kind of wacky it music. It was Benny Hill music, but it was really close. Sometimes it sounded like Sex in the City. Yeah. Driving his cab around magical New York. He's making a lot of quips. And then when it was time for sexy music, it was sexy music. And then it was time for music of doom. It was doom music. Like there was like, this is how to feel. And then, I mean, like the fact that it wasn't like, it should have been more jarring when Chris Tucker showed up. You know what I mean? But by that yeah. point, you're just like, sure. Sure, this crazy flamboyant radio guy is just going to go sh- like with this weird hip-hop beat behind him, just going to shout at everyone. But by that point, there'd already been a couple of hip-hop beats. Yeah. Uh, there were... Yeah, and then my favorite was still the, like, all of a sudden when they're getting ready to fly off to magical paradise planet, there's just, like, reggae music out of nowhere, and then one Rastafarian dude who's like, let's smoke this joint... And load a nuclear reactor into this plane, man. Yep. Also, shoot all these weird Muppets off the plane. <laughs> oh, parasites. Yeah. It did make sense, though. Sure. I mean, the musical cue didn't, <laughs> Like, that makes me think that literally Luke Besson was like, oh, we got that Jamaican dude to be the under-the-plane guy, so uh, put some reggae music under that. 
Right? Like, what Just else? Just make sure they understand what's like, going they on. They understand. This man is from Jamaica. Well, I feel like there was a lot of, like, let's make sure they understand. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, the sexy saxophone music till we knew that they were falling in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a bunch of that. Yeah. yeah, they didn't give us a lot of credit. No. <laughs> Everything was kind of, like, explained. I mean, what age group was this movie made for? They said Fifth Element, like, four times. At least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least, I, like, 13-year-old boys. Yeah. So we're just not the target audience. No. No. <laughs> Certainly not. I mean, is it also yeah. for adult males? Is it also for adults? I guess. I sure, mean, yeah. Yeah. It's not for us. No. No, that's for sure. <laughs> Let the record show Beth made direct eye contact with Molly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not that you can't enjoy it if you didn't want, if you wanted to. But... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all I'm saying is I was not into the thermal bandages. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Which, by the way, were white. Her hair was oh, yeah. orange. Yeah. But then she wears an orange one later. Yeah. Yeah. So we were her, like, all right. She wears all her right. like orange Borat swimsuit. <laughs> and then Corbin's tank top was orange. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. You know. Yeah. And I don't know if it was, I mean, it was definitely a dramatic haircut, but it wasn't. What I thought you were describing of like the mm. the sharp. Yeah, I was bob. thinking it was more blunt, but mm-hmm. it was like, like sort of almost it, loose dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it was so nineties. Yes. it was like mm-hmm. very nineties, like kind of like that punk rock kind yeah. of look, just super textured, grungy yes. almost. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's grungy or not. Maybe I don't well, know. It's kind mm. of. I was but alive yeah, was... in the nineties. Don't worry, <laughs> but I was a kid. Barely. Yeah. But yeah. I was barely alive. And like her roots are sort of blonder and the yeah. ends are sort of, it yeah. almost looked like it was like a homemade hair dye kind yeah. of situation. So yeah, yeah. I think it had that kind of grunge. Do you think like, the 3D printer just like kind of screwed up at the end? It yeah, like, it just oh, I ran out of energy. It was like, ah. yeah, like her roots were exposed and like. Yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, but she's perfect. She's so. perfect. Yeah. Maybe, ooh, here you go. Maybe that was like the closest I'm going to get to what I assume would be the real thing instead of just being like a weird blob monster. When you have super DNA, it doesn't know how to grow hair, right? Yeah. So like part of her hair is orange and part of it is like whatever oh. other color. Yeah. Or maybe that's just like the coolest thing ever. Like if I could grow hair yeah. in waves I mean, of different color, it's certainly, I'd be into that. It's certainly in some conversation in the production of this movie was like the director, John Paul, whatever, and probably someone else being like, this is the coolest thing out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like definitely yeah. they like sat down and like drew out a bunch of different haircuts on this sexy strapped up <laughs> infantilized <laughs> space lady. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lilu Dallas multipass did happen. Oh, it did. Yes. And it's still delighted. It me. is pretty good. Yeah. There's a lot of multipass. She yeah. says multipass like four times. Yeah. Again, she's great. Jovovich is great. She does. She does great with what she is given. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which For is real. like, don't know how to speak English. Yeah. Hey, don't know how to communicate and wear almost nothing. Yeah. Now go do that. But also do some pretty wicked kung fu against Muppets. Yeah. 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 She's a great action star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. Hey. And I don't think people were thinking action star when they saw this movie. No. Which is frustrating. But anyway. That's about it. All right. That is kind of about it. Like, there wasn't that much to this movie. Like, in terms of what happens in the movie, it was a lot of just, like, Mila Jovovich takes her shirt off and people turn around. Yeah. (laughs) Mila Jovovich does some kung fu or Mila Jovovich is either unconscious 
or injured in some way where she has to be carried like a toddler oh, by Bruce Willis. Oh, carried so much. And <laughs> yeah. even after she does all that awesome kung fu stuff. Oh, there's just one last detail that, that drove me crazy. Yeah. So she does all this awesome kung fu and beats up all of these puppet latex bad guys. Yep. Very bad guys. Um, she completes that task. Yes. And then Zorg, the evil capitalist, comes in with his super gun or one of his super guns. And he gets the jewels. And oh, rather yeah. than just let her, because she like zips up into the um, vent, which also reminded me of Die Hard. But anyway, mm-hmm. she zips up into the vent. And rather than just like, who cares? He doesn't right. know that she's the fifth element. Right. She was just in the room. He takes time to shoot up the entire room and all of the ceiling and yeah. who knows what. Yeah. To kill her for no reason. There was like no, like even as a crazy person, just for sake of efficiency of getting back <laughs> right. and completing your transaction, right. yeah. it makes no difference. And he, she didn't even do anything to him. Like no. there wasn't any inciting reason. But it was so Bruce Willis could carry her like a baby. Uh, and yeah. then it gets reinforced that the opera lady says she may seem strong, but she's very vulnerable and she needs you. Yeah. It just re-infantilized her after she had done a badass thing. Yeah. yeah. It really felt like there needed to be like a neck. There, it felt like there was supposed to be like another like twenty minutes of like character development between mm-hmm. Kung Fu get shot up by Gary Oldman and I don't know if I Sobbing don't know and what love and is calling for help. Like, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, because yeah, like it was basically like the blue lady tells him that, and then that just means it's true. Even though we've seen the rest of the movie where she's like slowly learning stuff, like that's like the whole point of her arc. Up to yeah. that point, it's like, she's learning. She knows how to speak English now. She learned Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. She's starting to understand, like, how to exist in this world. But then, like, because the blue lady said so, now she's, like, totally weak and, how and vulnerable. how sad is it that the blue lady and uh, Lilu never communicate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, why can't the alien lady just telepathically talk to Lilu? Great question. <laughs> why did she need the intermediary? I don't know. And why uh. couldn't she just give her the stones before the show? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to mess Maybe up her she vocal cords. Sing them out. Yeah, what? she has to like loosen up whichever lo- sphincter. <laughs> Move her around. Oh, do you think that's what the hip hop thing was for? It was just to like shift them in the right place. Yeah, she's getting them ready to pass. Yes, them. I love that. I totally buy that. Yes, I completely accept that. <laughs> I think that's canon. I completely accept that. That's why she chose that particular song to perform. Like that was part of the conspiracy is like you do this song because it'll loosen up your organs just the right way no. so that the Pass four, the like the four rocks the size of a human forearm stuck in your abdomen. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, and speaking of these rocks, one more thing. Yes. Also frustrating. Oh, Corbin's oh, yeah. like inability to inability take to the simplest the most basic instruction. Uh, yeah. All right. They finally get back to the Egyptian temple. Yeah. Apparently the golden key got used. Anyway, they get in there. They place her in the center. And he's like, where? There's just one platform in the center. Just set her down. And she's at this point so distraught about war and so tired that she doesn't yeah. really want to help. She yeah. But he's like, how do I open the stones? Right. And she says specifically, 
wind blows, rain falls, fire burns, yep. just whatever, yeah. right? And we're all like, yeah, you should blow on the right. wind one, and like you immediately yeah. understand. But he's this. like, yeah. I know, but how do you? open I know, but stones? how do you open them? And never does anyone call him out for being a dumbass. What's this In broad fact, talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we got this windstone. I don't know what to do. Anyway, let's these four men will figure it out. Yeah, and like one of them is a high priest for whom the. The knowledge has been passed down for 300 yeah. years, and nobody defers to that guy. They're like, Corbin, what yeah. do we do? It also seems weird. Like, you would think, like, if they've got this whole deal of just mm-hmm. like, okay, listen, like, the fact that this was all, okay, I guess the fact that all this knowledge was already in Longbeard Priest in 1914, where like all the robot Pope had to say was like, pass it on to the next generation, he'd be like, okay, you would think that that would mean. That that guy already knew all this stuff and not yeah. like the robots would have stopped it like, okay, we're going to show up again in like 300 years and then we'll take care of everything. <laughs> like that just seems like poor planning. Oh, yeah. man. It was, that was, and then, yeah. So it takes forever to figure that out. It's mm-hmm. so, fr- so like beyond frustrating. And then at the end, it's like the sleeping beauty thing where she has to, he has to say he loves her overcome his toxic masculinity enough to be vulnerable to say he loves the literal perfect creature yes and what a hard task she gets filled up with light does she die at the end no, no that's right they have sex they at the end yeah, they have sorry tube forgot. sex or whatever yeah that's right yeah. but maybe, maybe we she don't like... know that they had tube sex we're pretty sure what i mean we don't they know just made that. out you think they just made out did they bang, bang. did they bang. bang i see what you're doing did, did they bang, bang. Did they bang? 100% for sure. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely sure. they did. Yep. <laughs> Shortest segment ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so did she have... Here's what I wonder. Like, Did she have to like experience the sensation of love? And then the four activated stones are like, oh, there's the love, and start shooting light at her? Or were the stones literally oh. like watching them? It's like, oh, they kissed, and then... <laughs> like, started sh- because either way, the stones like were already kind of activated. That's true. Yeah. They or were did, in like standby mode or something. Or did she just have to like? She could do it whenever she wanted to, but she wasn't convinced. Oh, she needed a reason to. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So she was maybe like, she had to love humans. Mm. Uh, and the best also, way, yeah. that kiss was gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much. It was a lot. It was a lot. But you could say the fifth element is love. I hope that every time that they pitch the movie, <laughs> it always was like, it always ended up, you could say the fifth element is love. And that's how they'd get it to the next level. Like yeah. every time, like, oh shit, like they're blowing like, my mind, Luke. Yeah. Also, she is perfect. Oh, yeah, right. Also, we'll have her in a strappy bandage costume. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably as far as the pitch went. Yeah. Space. Mila Jovovich. <laughs> Maybe not even Mila Jovovich. Just like space, hot. a young hot lady, and wearing basically thermal bandages. Thermal you bandages. You could say the fifth element is love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this idea. Green of, light. Uh, I like this idea of love saving the universe or whatever. But what are, what are these thermal bandages you put the lady in after yeah, she comes out of the tube? Perfect bandages. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, before we get to how we feel about the movie, uh-huh. um. We'd like to read a review, a five-star review of our podcast, Toast Recall, yep. in the impression of a character from the movie we just watched. So we yep. have a review. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, so yeah, anybody feeling inspired? Here's what I propose. I propose that Molly Chase 
<laughs> tries to do Gary Oldman's accent in this movie. Oh, I'd be happy to. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd be happy yeah, to try. Because yeah, yeah. I feel like not only do you have the most Southern culture, like cultural background, you also have, as we know from previous episodes, a flawless British accent. Oh. <laughs> so oh. just weave your way between the two, and I think you'll nail it. Uh, all right. The best. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by KT88 from USA. <laughs> this is the only podcast I binge listen to at work, eh? I seriously want to be friends with all four of them. Hashtag Team Sally. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, right? Great. Did yes. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, I mean, wow. Thank you, KT88. We also what was that last part? You. What? what team? Hashtag Team Salad. Oh, okay. Hashtag Team yeah. Salad. Wow. Wait, salad over pizza? Wow. Yeah, wow. Is that what they're saying? That's a bold claim. I mean, I'm, I can feel that. Or are they, are they like, yeah, like I'm glad you're also eating salad. I think maybe it's I like think, crow salad. Yeah. Like, and also salad. They just said Team Salad. Hashtag Team Salad. That's Not true. Team Also Salad. <laughs> I just, I don't understand not also being Team Pizza. Well, Maybe the team pizza is implied. You yeah. know what, okay. Kaylee eighty eight? I will stand with you Ooh. on hashtag team salad. Wow, wow! Yeah, you have at least one ally. Okay, well, we should if we're talking salad, we should give the salad update, which is this time. <laughs> oh yeah, we got two different dressings for, for one the of the one salads. Yeah, no. Salad. So this time it was two pizzas, oh, two salads, three, three dressings. dressings. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. really, wow, 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 wow. But Thank you know you, what? I'm going to be honest. Did it, like, I don't think anyone used ranch. I no. tried it just so someone would have. Ranch is a travesty. Okay. And I was like, I don't know why I did this. So we know for cheese. the future, blue cheese all the way. Okay. Great. It was a good experiment. Yeah. Also, we it learned. meant that we couldn't dress the salad because there was two That's true. dressing choices. Uh, peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Uh, during our pizza and salad break, it is traditional that every time I ask if, I can, if it's okay if I dress the salad, and somebody says yes, and I do that, and mm-hmm. I pre-shake it so yeah. that we get even distribution mm-hmm. of dressing. Yeah. Yep. It's very helpful and also very courteous. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. very kind. Did you do that today? No, not today. Today I uh, uh, did not. Dan <laughs> did it. Thank Is that you, all you wanted? Yes, you're welcome. And become a patron to find out why that might be the case. Ooh. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. did talk about that. But what did we talk about? Patreon.com slash Totes Recall. <laughs> Dot com slash no. Patreon. God damn it. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you, Katie. We, we are also Team Salad and we're your best friends. Yay. Um, so we rated this with Infantilized Space Opera Arias. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, you gave it two. You thought there would be cool art. No, you remembered there being cool art, but the story was a little thin. Yes. So how would it stack up against that memory? Uh, I think that is true. I think there were a lot of like fun ideas thrown out there of just like, like I appreciate any sort of sci-fi that just is like, let's just go bananas. But like, as I said already, like I wish it had gone almost more bananas in some respects. Uh, and yeah. And it was just really stupid, but like there were a lot of like, problematic elements of its stupidity which sort of made How it less many problematic fun. elements were there uh, at least five <laughs> um, ah, I see what, there. what did i say before two two i don't know i guess i'll bump it up to a two and a half mm. like because i agree with molly that like it was fun to watch it with you like the experience of watching it together was fun 
but I don't know if I would have been like happy to have rewatched this myself at this yeah. point. Yep. yep. Two and a half infantilized space opera arias, right. which we now know is actually just a uh, method of loosening up giant stones <laughs> lodged in your abdomen. Yeah. 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 And you infantilize the space opera aria by putting a sick beat under it. Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth, you gave it two. You thought it would be gross, but you wouldn't be bored. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that's true. It was grosser than I thought it was going to be. Like, I they, I just was upset by th- things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was more boring than I thought it was mm. going to be. So I actually, is, I'm going to drop it. It's not quite like one level bad, mm. but it's like maybe 1.5 level mm, bad. Yeah. All right. in, my, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good save. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, nerds. Uh, I gave it a three and a half, anticipating I might give it a pass. Give the bad parts a pass. Um, I don't think I do. And it kind of hurts me to, to rate this low. Because definitely, like, as a teen, I would have been like, oh, yeah, Fifth Helmet's fucking awesome. Right. <laughs> you got that crazy gun. That dude smokes weed under the plane or whatever. But it's like, yeah, the 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 woman as an object is like aggressively obvious. It's like the plot of the and, movie. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the entire point. Um, and it is a little boring. Like it drags. It definitely drags in some pots. But it is bananas in a fun way. So I think I'm probably going to say like two hmm. and a half as well. Wouldn't watch again. <laughs> might might sit down and watch 15 minutes if it was on TV, but I never turn TV on, so yeah. that's also never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hear that. Molly, uh, you gave it a three. You were hopeful. Oh, Because so you didn't hopeful. really remember anything, so didn't know what to expect. And then you sort of casually also gave it a negative five. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, yeah, yeah, you're late after the three bet was you're probably going to be really angry and give it a negative five. <laughs> well, and it's funny you mentioned seeing it on TV because I was thinking watching this, if you were trying to watch this on TBS or something and just flipped around, you would not recognize it necessarily as the same movie. Like there were so many plot points and different moments. Like mm. I would say the aesthetic mostly went through, but I think this was like a like a gobstopper of like five different movies kind of jammed together a little bit. Sure. But still somehow a thin plot. So I don't know. I don't know. I I'm going to give this a two. Mm. Um and that's mainly to make sure that Freaky Friday oh, sure. stays at the absolute bottom. Mm. Like it's really to emphasize how bad Freaky Friday was <laughs> that I'm going to give this pile of garbage a two. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It was both boring and not boring. It was hard. It was hard to concentrate. It was like somebody at a party who really wants to keep your attention. And so they just keep telling you about a dream they had. So it's both interesting and tiresome. Yeah. 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 And the, yeah, the woman as object was just so hard to deal with. And while it was sort of entertaining to see if like a woman would speak, <laughs> like I kind of enjoyed the anticipation of it. The disappointment was really a drag. So in my heart, I'm giving it a negative five, but out of spite for Freaky Friday, oh. it is a two. I admire you standing by your principles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like at least... 
at least they tried to make a movie. Yeah. Like, I feel like Freaky Friday is like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, here you go, fucking, we did it. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, at least there's like a vision yeah. that yeah. effort was put into. Yes. It. Effort mm-hmm. was put into this movie. We can certainly say yeah. that with confidence. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations <laughs> to all involved. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's man. Hard to make a movie. Sorry. Big but ups also. to whoever made those dog alien heads. That had to have been a lot of work. Oh, we yeah. know who made those. We do? Yeah, Hank Crestorn. Hank Crestorn. <gasps> hey, you need a bunch of dogs that could turn into humans and shoot guns everywhere. I got what you need, Hank Crestorn's puppet of You costumes. want a creepy elephant baby that comes out of a desk that has an unnatural skin color that Beth finds incredibly unsettling? Hey, uh, you want to shove a bunch of stones inside a blue pillow tentacle monster? Yeah, we could do that. You need an inflatable balloon to put on somebody's head. Just to make it seem like they got a weird, freaky alien head. You want to make it look like you got a character, but he's Hitler and he's in space? Just move that mustache. That's right. I got some plastic shelving so we can mold the people's heads. Oh, I, I ordered all these leather pants, but they're too short. What's, what am I going to do with these leather pants for tough guys? Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.